Welcome to On the Agenda with C&Z. We're two best friends with the plans for bringing a little fun and adventure into every day. We're here to inspire your next activity. Let's chat about what's on the agenda today. Welcome to another episode of On the Agenda with C&Z. We want this to feel like you're having some real talk with your BFFs today. So we're going to kick it off with what went well this week. Awesome. Uh, so what went well for you this week, Court? Um, I finished Q1, so quarter one of eight oh <laughs> of my, my MBA program. Yes. So, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited, too. I have a new team for next quarter. Excellent. So I feel like there's going to be some just new energy going into quarter two. I'm really excited about this group. And, yeah, there's a lot of learnings that came out of this first quarter, and I'm excited to do some reflection this weekend before going into the next one. But, yeah, building some new relationships. Relationships um, is, is something I'm looking forward to, and um, just finishing the quarter strong is what went well. How about you, Zia? Oh, well, uh, well, at first, I'm really happy to hear that. It's always nice to vibe with new people, make more connections. Um, so I'm really excited for you. Uh, one of eight is still progress. One is better yes. than zero. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Um, I made it through another week of work, uh, almost. And um, I did some studying for a certification exam that I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, I'm really nervous for it. Um, it's called the Certified Neuro Registered Nurse Exam. Um, it's one of the hardest certifications you can get as a nurse. Um, and I just kind of decided even if I don't pass, I'm really proud of myself because I've studied a lot and I've learned a lot more. I think just like the process of studying has made me a more knowledgeable nurse. Um, so I'm either way, I'm excited for the opportunity to take it and, uh, I can always take it again. Um, there's also plenty of certifications I can go for. So I'm really proud of myself that I, I really kind of buckled down this week and did a lot of studying for that. Um, but on top of that, I do want to bring up intention setting. Mm. Um, so something I've been trying to do in order to kind of kick off my days a little bit better, uh, cause sometimes, especially after work, uh, after working with really long shifts, um, I will, I'll wake up with a headache and it's like, yeah, I need my morning Dunkin' run. Um, but what can I do to kind of reset myself? One of the things that I noted that's been working is intention setting. Mm. So kind of like morning affirmations might sound a little cheesy, but, um, even just saying today's going to be a great day. Um, or because I work those long shifts, I can do anything for 12 hours, um, is, uh, is kind of how I'm reframing my mindset. So I've really trying, been trying to lean into that this week. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for kind of re- reframing the start of my day. Uh, so is there anything that you do to start your day off right now that I'm thinking about it? I love that. I feel like I've been the rece- on the receiving end of some of those <laughs> affirmations. They've made me feel really good in the morning good. of like, uh, Zia has texted me and said, hey, you can do it today. <laughs> and I love that. It, I think that is a great reminder. And I think you touched on with your certifications, which is awesome that you are studying for that. I think you touched on that growth mindset that we were talking mm-hmm. about last week, which is awesome because I think even if, which you probably will pass it, but even if (laughs) you don't, I love the growth mindset perspective of it's not that you will never pass it. You just didn't pass it yet, which means you have room to grow, means you have room to learn. That whole space is still open to you. And I think that that's awesome that you're really leaning into that. Um, Back to your question though. Yeah. Of how do I set my try to what do I try to do in the mornings? I will say that I am not good at setting up my mornings right now. Okay. That's something that I'm trying to get better 
at. Um, I'm typically the like get up uh, a few minutes before I have to log on to my Zoom meetings for <laughs> for class uh, kind of person. But um, I am looking in this next quarter as I readjust my schedule again to really start um, waking up, trying to take a walk. Um, yeah, it's nicer. Exactly. It's nice in the morning. So I want to try to take a little bit of a walk, um, and then set my intention, um, with my journal for the day of just writing down one thing that will make this day super successful and not making it a super lofty goal or something unreasonable, but just something that's just like, you know what, if nothing else happens, if this gets done, this is enough. Whether it's spending an hour of quality time with my boyfriend or giving my mom a call or something like that. So um, just kind of giving myself like little things to focus on. Because um, I think something that I tend to do um, is overload my to-do list to where it's, uh, oh, yeah. I feel that. To oh. where it's like, it's I'm never going to feel satisfied because there was too mm. much on it to start with, right? right? So... That's something that I think when I set my intentions now, I'm going to be more cognizant about bringing that aspect of realism to it. So that was a long answer to your question, (laughs) but all that to say is I am not a morning person, but I'm trying to get there because I think that that could really help my outlook for the rest of the day. I think that's honestly, I think that's great. Um, I think it's, you know, those small achievable goals that we talked about last time that kind of help us build into those bigger, more mm-hmm. long-term, loftier goals because you can't you can't get there in a day. Everything takes a long time. So it's like if you put a, you know, even if you're like, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to do my makeup today. If you make sure that you feel better about yeah. what you're doing, you're setting yourself up for success. So I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we hope you guys had a phenomenal week um, and a phenomenal upcoming week. Um, and we're able to reflect on living in the moment and having more of a growth mindset like we talked a little bit about last week. Um, and I know that this week has been a little bit rough on me spiritually at work. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't lie. Um, and I was kind of slipping into the living for the weekend mm-hmm. mentality. Uh, granted, we do have a lot of activities planned <laughs> for the weekend. So there's a lot to look um, forward there to. There is a lot to look <laughs> forward to. Uh, but I, I do got to make sure every day off in between accounts, uh, whether it's for just my mental health or just kind of being nicer to myself. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I love it. Well, to this week, we're going to switch gears a little bit, a little, a little small way. A little so, bit. you know, our topic is usually what's on the agenda, but today we want to talk about who is on your agenda mm. because to us, that's just as important as what's going on your calendar. So, you know, we'll talk about the energy that we feel and that we need to feel from the relationships uh, with those around us because there's so much benefit in all different aspects of your life, taking inventory of just your your feelings, what value you're getting, what value you're, you're um, sending out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's no different with the people in your life too. I think it's important to take inventory and understand how those relationships are contributing to you on a daily basis. Um, So that's something that we're going to be focusing on in this episode. Yeah, you know, I feel like you can have the most phenomenal, most put together event, but if it's lacking in energy, what's what's the point? I mean, you can have the most beautiful decorations, (laughs) but if you don't have the the best people around you, what what are you doing? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, about the quality too, especially Mm -hmm. you know when we we talk about event planning, like in COVID, it's not really. (laughs) 
well, it's possible, but it's not responsible right. to have a lot of people around. And so it's a great opportunity to look at the people that you interact with and say, okay, what are the relationships that I want to really focus on mm-hmm. right now? Um, so, you know, although we're in the smaller events, it doesn't mean that we can't continue to maintain those meaningful connections. Um, as Zia said, we can still keep up the energy. Yes. Um, so I think we, you've mentioned energy a few times. Yeah. When you say energy, what kind of energy exactly are you looking for, Court? Absolutely. So for me, when I think about energy, it's what recharges my battery. Mm-hmm. So when I'm feeling a little bit down, when I'm feeling like my mind has been bogged down in work or school or all the little stressors that are happening, who are the people that I can connect with? And after I have what a, co- a phone conversation with them or dinner with them or what have you, I'm leaving feeling inspired feeling like I can do anything. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about. I want to leave the people when I hang out, these people feeling renewed, um, better than when I started essentially. Yeah. I feel like it's really important when you're taking stock of who you're hanging out with. When you come home, are you inspired? Yeah. Are you excited about your plans with them upcoming that you just made for the next week? Or are you disappointed that uh, you're going to spend happy hour with someone that maybe you actually don't jive with as well? Um, It's just, I know that I'm always renewed when we hang out. (laughs) Um, So that's why I value us. Um, And, and when I think about energy, it's, it's, I'm going to kind of go off here on a, a small tangent. Let's do it. We love I, a good tangent. I, I, <laughs> I think about extroverted energy versus introverted mm. energy. I think there is, um, as an extrovert I am myself, um, I feel like it's my responsibility partially if I'm hosting a party or if any, anyone's the host to have a healthy mixture of your extroverts mm-hmm. and your introverts. I feel like it's really important to respect the introverted energy because they can be depleted very quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas myself as an extrovert, I want to go, 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 go. And I feel like that's not always reciprocated. So I feel like if in, a, in an event per se, if you have lulls in activity, that doesn't mean that your event, party, whatever, happy hour isn't as successful. Maybe it's giving those introverts a little bit time, a bit of time to recharge. Um, and also with that, um, I think that although it's not necessarily a conscious effort, that you have to make as an extrovert? Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself an extrovert as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so, right. <laughs> Obviously, we're just, we're go, go, go all the time. Um, but I, I think that complementing one another between that introvert and extrovert energy is really important, especially for active listening. Mm-hmm. I think extroverts have, I'm, gen- I'm making wide sweeping generalizations here, people, but I think extroverts... <laughs> sometimes have a harder time with that active listening. Whereas introverts, um, I feel like a lot of the, I would say quote unquote introverts or self-proclaimed introverted folk that are my friends have a much easier time actively listening. So I feel like um, as far as that kind of stereotypical balance Mm -hmm. um, in an event and who you're talking to, it's really important to respect those energies because extroverted people get their energy from people and sometimes introverted people get their energy when they're alone and they replenish when they're not 
you know, not forced out by crazy people like myself <laughs> to go to a pumpkin patch every couple days. So yeah, no, I think that that's a good point. Bringing up um, the energies that extroverted versus introverted people feel because they can complement each other yeah. really well. I think you know, for the folks who are a little bit more introverted, the, the the friends in my life who are, they help me slow down a little bit oh, by saying like, "Hey, yes. you just did." three events in a row what if we just went to a movie tonight what if we just like did something that wasn't super you know super time intensive or or super stressful you know I think that they bring um so that each other brings so much value um in different settings and um I think to your point when you have these different types of relationships it's good to understand what recharges the other person too Mm -hmm. because I think you know in the same way I can say that going out or going to an event or something like that with a friend recharges my battery. I am very much open to, um, doing something that is a little bit more low key with a, with a friend who is more on the introverted side that recharges their battery. Right. So I think you just have to be very open, um, to understanding these relationships and, not only what brings value to you, but the value that you're bringing to others. So really, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, I was going to say relationships are a two way street, blah, blah, blah. That's a but, very obvious like yeah, that's thing, but true. you know, I think it's very important to keep on, um, the forefront. So I think you, you wanted to chat too about yeah. this idea <laughs> of, of chaotic, good energy. I need, I need to know, I need, tell me more about this. Okay. So I, uh, I often make a joke that I I make jokes that I'm chaotic. I'm, I'm an Aries. I'll I'll talk about astrology at a later, later point in time. But, um, sometimes I say I'm chaotic good. Um, and, uh, I'm an energizer bunny. I have a lot of energy. I'm always ready to go for an activity. Um, and so chaotic good, if you're a nerd like myself, listen, I'm gonna be honest, this is, this was originally a Dungeons and Dragons concept, okay? (laughs) Um, and that, this has been just like totally wide swept. It doesn't matter if you like play D and played a couple rounds in my day. I won't lie. Um, it's funner than you think, but, um, <laughs> so I claim that I have chaotic, good energy. And what that means is a chaotic, good, like person character acts as your own conscious with direct, with little, with little regard of what other people expect of you. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit about, um, kind of releasing your inhibitions, fully knowing that, maybe people will have an opinion of that and not caring. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of helped build my, my confidence. And that's partly where I derive that from. Yeah. And that I, I don't want to care about what other people think. Obviously there's a, there's a line where, you know, if you're crazy and you're breaking the law, I mean, you're, you're going to want to care about that, but I'm talking about within reason, chaotic good, meaning you're making your own way, but you're kind and benevolent about it. You believe in goodness and, and right and wrong, but I like you have your own set of morals. It's not necessarily directly derived from laws and regulations. It's coming from your own heart. Mm-hmm. So when I say I'm chaotic good, what I mean is, yeah, I recognize that I'm crazy. I recognize that I'm high energy. I, I know all those, those things about myself. That's what makes me me, but I think that um, being uh, chaotic sometimes has a negative <laughs> energy. But what I want to say about that is I think chaotic energy and toxic energy are two different things. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Because to me, what you're saying, um, I'm not a, I, I'm not as well versed in the, the, the D&D uh, <laughs> I, personality types. But I think that 
what I what I really take away from um, that description is that owning your sense of self. Because I think when when you talk about that, I, when I think about different stages of my life, like the owning the sense of self, not necessarily caring about what other people who who think who aren't like my friends who mm-hmm. don't you know or like not trying to be something else to right. to make friends. I think about how far I've come in that because when you think about middle school, high school, that's like what all of that was about was just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, how much would you say that you had to alter, you know, (sighs) your personality in certain ways to fit in with people that today you would never probably like even think to be friends with because you don't have shared common interests. You don't have um, personality types that necessarily vibe. I mean, I, I think too, when I think about it a little bit more and when I, when I make these passive jokes about being chaotic good, I think that when you own yourself and you're unapologetic for it, people respect you more. Yeah. And I feel like I respect people the most who, who don't care as mm-hmm. much about, about the f- more frivolous things in life. And they don't care about if what they do is going to make them popular or not. I think, you know, to your previous point, you and I were very good growing up together and being able to flit in between different kind of social groups and between our various activities and stuff like that. And we were very malleable um, and very adaptable. I want to say that that is a good trait. But what I do want to say is sometimes... I'm saying we as a general people, we, that you can get, you can kind of lose yourself a little bit in that. So I just, I really respect people who own up to whatever energy level they're at. (laughs) Um, And I just, I love to see that. Yeah, I think, I think that definitely makes sense. And going back to your previous point about uh, toxic relationships. Yeah. That's really one of the reasons that we we talk about the who is on your agenda mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us, um, you know, at, at any given point in our lives can say that we were friends with someone, in a relationship with someone, or had some sort of relationship with a person that wasn't healthy for us, that wasn't yeah. um, good for our mental state, that wasn't just someone who could help us grow in the ways that we needed to. I mean, I firmly believe that every person that you encounter is in your life for a reason, for mm-hmm. a season, whatever you want to say, yeah. <laughs> you know, those those fun little sayings. Um, but they don't have to stay there. And no. a lot of times they shouldn't. The, not every person um, that you become friends with is going to uh, continue to align with you as you change and mature or grow. It's just not going to happen. Um, and so I think that understanding what a toxic relationship looks like and how to just determine if you're in one (laughs) is, is a really critical skill because there's nothing worse than, um, just continuing to sink time into something that isn't bringing you value. So I want to talk a little bit about, about those signs and just, you know, what our experiences have been like with that. And I think we kind of started to dive into this, but this first kind of sign that, that I think about is that loss of self, um, not being able to fully own your interests, what you're passionate about, because you're nervous that that person won't like it or find it appealing about Mm -hmm. you. They'll, they'll have connotations about you based on it. Um, you know, I think you and I, 
We both are big. We have big energy. We are both performers. Yes. We love doing creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit goofy um, with things, and that doesn't always like vibe with some people. Um, but when you lose that sense of self, and you're trying to be something you're not for other people, you'll notice yourself developing interests that you're not that excited about. Uh, yeah, you'll start questioning yourself in terms of you know, thinking things like, oh, why did, why did I say that? I sounded so stupid, you know, thinking about past conversations and worrying about the perception that the other person has about you. Um, I've definitely been in friendships like that where I've wondered, like, am I, am I cool enough to be hanging out with them? Am I, you know, am I, am, am I doing things that are like annoying them? Things like that, you know, with, with you, Zia (laughs) over here is like one of my best friends. I, I don't even know what I could do to, <laughs> to, to, like, <laughs> to like make you be like, wow, she's weird. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so, at this point after 10 years, I don't think there's a thing. That's what I'm saying. But it's like know. the most, it's like the deepest level of comfort. Right. And I, it's like, when I'm with you, I know who I am. And that's yes. like a very important thing for me. So uh, <laughs> there's, a, uh, you're gonna, uh, there's a freedom in that. There is. There's a freedom in that. Cause we're just free to be ourselves. Totally. And that's what a healthy relationship yeah. looks like. Uh, <laughs> gosh, um, <laughs> no tears. No tears. No, I'm just, I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but you know, I, I just couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Um, and I think that it's beyond loss of self. You're, you start to compare mm-hmm. yourself. You start to compete with other people. Yeah. Um, and you're not collaborating. You're not celebrating. Right. Um, and I feel like I, I'm just talking about you and I, I don't feel any competition. I feel like we lift each other up. Yes. Although we have similar pursuits and we've done, I mean, just about every club you can think of together. <laughs> it's not, it's never been about competition. It's about lifting each other up and saying, Hey, I, I noticed this in you. What yeah. do you think about working on this? Or, Hey, I really noticed that you did a great job on X, Y, Z the other week. Awesome on that words of affirmation talk, like just mm-hmm. bringing that to the front fold. And what I want to say is in this age of social media, I do feel like it's important are you doing it and are you friends with these people because you want to or is it because it's going to look good on Insta? That's a, it's a hard question that, <laughs> that you have to ask yourself. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of people bring really good opportunities to the forefront and, you know, like maybe it is fun. But again, if you're with people you don't jive with and you're at an, at an event, is it really worth it? Wouldn't you rather go with someone who shares more interests or lifts you up in a more positive way? So I just, I just I, throw my two cents in there. I think that's a great point. I mean, in my, one of the, the friendships that I did really value for a long time until it got to a certain point where I just felt like, you know, I, again, was losing myself. There was some, like, comparison issues that I was experiencing uh with someone who I did start to feel like I was hanging out with her because it made me feel cooler in terms of we would go out to old town every weekend Mm -hmm. and she would bring a group of girls that I didn't really know but they all like looked cute in photos and we looked cute as a group together but I didn't know them like on a personal level right there weren't any deep talks between all of us it was just all about 
Where are we going out? What guys are we flirting with? Uh, who's getting free drinks from people? Uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It was just all this very superficial type of stuff. So I think that there is a time and place for acquaintances and people that you do oh, yeah. have relationships with that are just purely based on mm-hmm. on interest yeah. type things. Um, but though, again, those should not probably be the folks that you are having the deepest relationships with that you are able that you're turning to when you need to really like have a moment. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, where are you investing that energy? Exactly. Basically? So I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, I think, you know, if you find yourself starting to withdraw mm. from other friends, um, if there's feelings of like possessiveness, like mm. that's not great either. I mean, gosh, Zia and I spend a lot of time <laughs> together, but we each have like friend groups that we integrate sometimes and it's really it's you know a really great uh collaboration if you will on our events and things bringing our groups of friends together but I love hearing when she makes a new friend at work or you know the the excitement that she has when I make a new friend in this MBA program because we know that there's an opportunity for each of us to expand our circles so again tying back to the collaboration point um, you know, I think that's really important to just kind of see like how are how are the people in your life around your other friends yeah. too, because that's super that's super important. It's a good it's a good gauge, and I think that if you ex- exclude people immediately from you know if you're withdrawing from other people, you never know what they're going to bring value to like to your group. You just don't mm-hmm. know until you give them a chance. So I feel like you know bringing people into the fold is so important. Um, you know, I think we have. A lot of good trust between one another, but being dishonest, Mm -hmm. I think, is another sign of toxic relationships, whether it's using it to get out of something or with other people. I think something that I have slipped into myself in previous relationships is making excuses Mm. for that person. I... As much as I want to say I'm very good at cutting people out, which which I am, um, I do want to say I'm I'm prone to making excuses for other people because I want to be accommodating. Yeah, I can only be accommodating to a point, right? Um, but I feel like making excuses for other people and you know inflating what they're doing for you can be really toxic. I find myself slipping into that occasionally, um, but that's dishonesty, not just with the person, you know, the friendship or relationship that you're in or your general group that you're in, you're being dishonest to yourself. Yeah. And that is, that's one of the worst things that you can do for your mental health is not checking yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> and, and taking a step back. You look yeah. in the mirror saying like, do I even really like this person? Why am I making excuses for them? Where does that come from? Yeah. I think that if you start hearing yourself say things like, well, they did this and this, but it's not that bad because blah, blah, blah. Or like, well, you know, if you understood them. Right. You know, those types of things. It's like, that's a good red flag that there's something going on in this particular relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not to bring up like business terms and this, but a lot of, a lot of folks suffer in their relationships with people because they have this, um, you know, the, the psychology, uh, concept of a sunk cost, Mm. right? So it's like, tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. So basically like 
what happens is you spend so much time with a person like in even if you do start to change if the relationship changes you don't want to like separate from it and you don't want to uh not be there for anymore because you have spent x amount of years Ooh. with them because you have <laughs> yeah yeah because you're wow. like oh i put in all this time be quiet recording that is, <laughs> that is woo. i'm just kidding keep no keep going yeah no but because oh you put all in all this time it it feels like oh i'm I, this i have to continue with it <sighs> and sometimes you just don't sometimes you need to mm-hmm. You just need to get rid of those uh, what once were assets and are not anymore. Ooh, wow. Throwing out the <laughs> throwing out the business terms now. I love but that though. That's, yeah, that's very that's very good. Thank you for enlightening me to that. That's yeah. So true. It's just like in the end, it's like you have to fight against this like psychological um, you know bias towards towards that. But you have to think about the long term mm. because even if you spent several years developing a relationship with a person. If things change, you still have how many more years of your life to go. You should not be staying in anything that doesn't bring you happiness or positive energy. And that applies to romantic relationships, but Mm -hmm. it applies to friendships as well. Absolutely. Um, Because at a certain point, you know, you just like it, you have to have some self-preservation too, which is, you know, why we talked about too, a couple of other signs here with toxic relationships, you know lacking that self-care not having healthy routines i've seen and this is hasn't been an example i don't think for you or, you or i right but i've seen plenty of friends who start to make friends with other people and they're now going out all the time getting into um just bad habits you know mm-hmm. with alcohol or with other things that just like that's not something they would be normally doing and you know to each their own but if it's not, but if it's a radical life shift, I think there could be some other things going on that right. are good to like recognize, like what is leading to this new <laughs> lifestyle change. So I think that's just something to to be weary of too. Is you know how have you completely changed what your your habits are, your behaviors for other people that you're hanging out with? I mean, yeah, I mean, you do you. Right, that's fine, and it's not my life. However, you you have to watch out for your friends. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, and I think there's something to be said about being able to repair a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think that there there comes a point where the, if something is too unhealthy or too toxic, you can cut those people out. Um, but you know, like you said, if you're making a radical departure from from who you are, and you're noticing that people are you know, they're, they're cutting out the healthier relationships in their life. You know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out to that person or, you know, just, just keep a mental note. Like, you know, make sure that other people's negative negativity and negative energy aren't, aren't dragging you down. Yeah. Um, you know, watch out for yourself, self-preservation. Um, and, and with that, something that I have noticed significantly <laughs> in, in myself is something in hindsight is stress, lack of stress. Uh, sometimes when you cut people out all, uh, all the time, when you cut negativity out, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm being true. Nope. That's true. Yeah. Every time I cut someone toxic out of my life, I think, wow, I have so much more energy. Mm-hmm. I, wh- why am I significantly less stressed? Why, why is my environment healthier? Why am I thinking more positively? And so I think, you know, if you 
sometimes you don't recognize stress within yourself because I think that, well, especially not just this year, but your body gets accustomed to cortisol levels that are so high Mm. that you're not, um, the, like what you thought was healthy at one point now become, or or unhealthy now becomes your new normal. And when your body readjusts to those levels of stress, it becomes a tolerance. So like you think about caffeine tolerance, I I know even my, my one cup of coffee will, will send me over the edge, but today Duncan offered me an extra shot of espresso to make me go zoom, zoom, which is exactly (laughs) what they said. And I just about died laughing. I took them up on that offer and now I've been wired all day, but you know, (laughs) chaotic good is really showing. It's it's shining through people, but you know, to, to, to that extent, when you realize that your tolerance for something is too high and the disrespect is too damn high, cut it out. Yeah. You and sometimes I'm going to be honest, it takes someone else to tell you. Mm, I that's think a great point. I think if you have a healthy relationship, it takes someone else to say, "Slow down. What are you doing? Take a step back, girl. Like, mm. what's going on? And you you check me real good on this. Real good. <sighs> right like, back at you. Right back. <laughs> we check each other good. It's a good uh, accountability system where, you know, if we're, if we're going and going or if we're like, hey, I noticed that you're not investing in your creative pursuits as much. Hey, I noticed that you're not, uh, like... You, like if I don't do like a makeup look, it's because I'm not doing my makeup, but my makeup Instagram, for example, holds me accountable because I know when I do my glam, it makes me feel good and, yeah. I'm, and I'm on my grind just for example. But if I'm, if I'm lacking in those areas, it's like, wait a minute, what's, what's going deeper? You know, like yeah. what, what's, what is that? So I think something in there that you said that's very present for me is the idea of not like or the idea of don't shoot the messenger mm. basically right mm-hmm. like i think so many people are afraid to bring up like to their friends when they have concerns because they're like oh i don't want to be the one to tell them oh. that their relationship with this person's bad that their um you know boyfriend kind of sucks yeah right like i don't right. want to be the one to tell them that because i'm afraid that they're just going to get mad at me mm-hmm. We as individuals need to end that. Let's because cut that, let's cut that. Right because out. if you have healthy relationships with the majority of your friends and your deep connections, they are not going to tell you things mm-hmm. to hurt you that be, or to do anything like negative for your life. All of that is going to come from a place of love and concern. Yes. Um, I will say that that is something I am very self aware of is inviting that sort of feedback into yes. my life. Um, you know, does it, do I feel salty for a minute? Mm -hmm. Sure. But ultimately, like, I know that it's coming from a place of wanting my friends wanting me to be the best that I can be. So that if there, if there is anything that you take away from this podcast (laughs) today, I would say being open-minded and listening to the people who are coming to you with concerns is a good practice. I know it's easier said than done. But it's completely worthwhile. I think that even though, I, I mean, every, I think uh, if you know me, you know that I will call you out immediately. Mm-hmm. I will call you out unabashedly. <laughs> I, I don't care. But it's from a place of love. 100%. And I, I'm not just talking about, hey, like, ooh, that, you know what, that dress doesn't look good. But, that, <laughs> but the last three that you tried on looked phenomenal. Um, it's, it's about having those hard conversations yep. and that, that real talk. Because if I feel a strong enough connection to you, 
I, I'm not going to just dance around the point. I want to get to it directly because if you don't, that builds anxiety and that builds more stress. And anxiety is a fear-based reaction for feel, fear of failure and fear of what other people will think. So I just really believe that if you don't, you got to, you know, reevaluate that. Reevaluate the people in your life. I love it. Um... I think that's that's a great uh, tie for all of the signs of toxic <laughs> relationships. So hopefully um, if you or someone you know is experiencing any of these, this kind of helps you reflect a little bit um, because it is ultimately okay to separate from those people who just aren't aren't giving you the energy that you need to thrive. And I know it's difficult to do that, but it really does become some of the best decisions that you'll ever make. Mm-hmm. So... Um, moving on to our last piece though, of who is on your agenda. You know, we talked a little bit about the people that we include because they're at the forefront of our life. They give us that, that energy, that recharging that we need. We've talked about the people that you might need to cut out of your Mm -hmm. life, but what about the people who are just kind of floating in that in between space? I think it's important to kind of reflect on how are you making sure that you're continuing to cultivate the relationships in your life. Because I think it's easy to take the people in our life for granted because we feel like they'll always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but any relationship, it takes effort from both parties. Yep. Um, I used to feel bad when I didn't text someone for a long time, but I realized, well, they haven't really reached out either. And so I think one side of it is it's totally okay for people to sometimes just drift apart. That yeah. happens. That's natural in life. But on the other hand, I think sometimes it does take one person to step up and say, I'm going to kickstart this relationship. I, I'm going to realign and make this other person a priority and see if they are willing to do the same with me. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I think that when you take a step back and you're looking at about who, who made a positive impact on your life overall, maybe you need to touch base with those people again. Yeah. Um, so I think that... that leads me to my most important relationship in my life is you is being Aww. is being your is being your bestie this is something that happened to us yeah this, this hits home it's really, really it really does um so context Courtney and I met at our neighborhood pool <laughs> um, we lived literally several houses down from one another and I was in seventh grade yes you were in eighth, eighth grade. grade um summer going into and also summer going into high school for you. Yes, and then exactly. eighth grade for me. Neighborhood besties. Neighborhood besties. <laughs> uh, so we started there. Um, and then, so Courtney is a, a grade ahead of me, mm-hmm. slash year, year older than me. Um, and we developed our relationship throughout high school. I always saw Court as a mentor and then eventually mm-hmm. as a sister. Um, I am an only child. I never had a big sister and I always wanted one. Oh, stop making me cry this time. But, um, oh my God. <laughs> This became a more emotional episode than either one of us anticipated. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was I um, I always loved Courtney's drive. And I always saw that what she was doing was freaking awesome. So when she proposed to me, hey, you should join these clubs. I was like, sweet, let's do it. Um, and so we did several clubs and many musicals and tons of activities and fall festivals fall together festivals. throughout <laughs> high school. Um, and then college hit. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, you went off to ASU and I was stuck as a senior in high school, <laughs> um, obviously pursuing our, our other, yeah. our other things. Um, I helped you move in. You did. That was, uh, yeah. Which was freaking awesome. Um, I'll never forget that. That was so much fun. Um, what, what a sweaty, sweaty Arizona oh my day. God. With my purple hair With your because purple I thought hair. I was like super edgy I and cool. I still supported I supported the purple tips. <laughs> I still, I still do. Um, and so, um, so court and entered her bachelor's and I was doing all my nursing school prep still in high school. And, um, I think we, we didn't, we didn't intentionally separate from one another. There wasn't an intentional, like, I hate Courtney. I'm not going to talk to her anymore. It wasn't really like that. It was just circumstance. It was like. You know, freshman year, neither one of us had vehicles. I didn't have a car (laughs) on campus. You didn't have a vehicle yet. And so it was like, how are we going to see each other when we're like 45 minutes, you know, apart? So that became hard. Um, And then, you know, once you did kind of get a little bit more of that, that independence, you know, after graduating, we were on still, we were still on different campuses and both of our programs were intensive and different mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. and especially I think for nursing like Oof. your means of survival was really being in a in a pod of friends that were doing the same thing you were doing because of yeah. just the difficulty level I and I think you know because in high school we both did so many activities that carried over into college 100% you started organizations I started organizations mm-hmm. we were both on our grind for our careers I lived on campus as a live-in mentor not an yeah. RA but an academic mentor for three years after my my freshman experience. So I was in the dorms for four years and I called it living in a, in a, a bubble, a fish tank. <laughs> I call it a fish tank. Yeah. And it really was about survival. And was I, was I thriving here and there? Yes. But it was mostly about surviving and learning how to literally help other people survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was long as well as having several hundred students under my belt every single year, making sure that they were okay. So it left very little room not just for um uh, friendships like like court just on another campus i was on the downtown campus of asu and court was on the tempe campus um but for myself yeah (laughs) i i made i used to make the joke like i can't see you let alone myself in the mirror and that was just that was the truth of the matter but i think that you reached out back to me first if i'm not mistaken yes yeah well because you know again what zia mentioned neither one of us had a falling out with each other. There wasn't anything that we were upset with each other about. And for me, I was following everything that Zia was doing on social media still. I was seeing that she was starting clubs. She was involved in a lot of charity work. And I think just one day I was looking through all this stuff. I was kind of creeping through your, (laughs) your Facebook. And I was like, what the heck? She is so cool. She is just crushing it. Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not hanging out? This is ridiculous. And so I reached out and I just messaged you and I was like, hey, I noticed all these amazing things you're doing. I'm super proud of you. Like a big fan of you from (laughs) afar, but I wish it wasn't from afar. Like we need to hang out again. Like let's, let's try to do something. And I remember we met up at an Einstein's like yes. super close. So we went back to our back, old neighborhood. Back to our old neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we went back, back to, uh, back to our roots, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the first five minutes were kind of that, like, yeah, like, 
like how are, are you, you doing <laughs> like you know a little bit like trying to figure out our footing and I yeah. swear like after the first five minutes it was back on our like normal just like back and forth like getting real deep of, oh we like, got what so was deep I mean just so fast like we yeah we just had a read of each other immediately and I feel like when just being on the receiving end of the yeah. person who was big enough to reach out, I was ecstatic. And it was it was because I was in such a place of survival mode that I didn't really have the... I, did, I had my blinders on. I wasn't yeah. able to see the periphery of people who supported me that I knew supported me. And I wasn't, um, you know, in a place to acknowledge that. So I'll forever be grateful that court reached out to me. But... I realized at when we met at that Einstein's that I didn't want to be the the type of relationship that um oh you see him every 6 months and when you when you get together it's like you never it's like you never mm-hmm. left cuz we all have those relationships as well whether it's you know just purely distance related yeah, sometimes that happens necessary. sometimes it's necessary um but I recognized in that moment that I I didn't want to let that go and I wanted to reprioritize our friendship so I feel like um that was incredibly just beneficial to my mental health knowing that someone who wasn't a nursing major um was here <laughs> was here for me um and just someone who who had always always been around and had always been um supportive of me and my life yeah so. I think it's I think it felt it was important to share that story because for anyone, you know, I'm sure you can gather from this podcast, but for anyone who knows us like in person as well, like my boyfriend always says this. He's like, I literally can't believe there was a time that you and Zia didn't talk. It's, I can't it, believe it is. It's, it's really astounding, but it, that's just the reality of the situation we were in. But the reason why we're, we're talking about this is because at any given point, you have the ability to change a situation. And, you know, you can be the one to say, you know what, I'm going to reconnect with this person. And if it's not reciprocated, then that's totally fine. Then, you know, it might not have been the right thing, but there's never any harm um, if you're feeling like you want to reconnect with someone Mm -hmm. to just see how they feel about it. Um, Something that I just did recently, I went through all the texts and my phone for the past month because I've just been so heads down in this MBA program. I want to see what conversations did I let kind of fall off. Like we were in the midst of making plans or we were needing to get a call together. And I texted all of them and I I don't know if all of them are going to respond back. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but it was just important to me to be the one to say, Hey, you know what? I value this relationship. Let's, let's try to make something work and actually follow through. Cause I think the follow follow through through can be the hardest uh, part for friendships, but it's, what truly holds them together. I I think, you know, whether it's a text, whether it's emailing like your professors, old professors is something that's really great to make connections. Um, and social media is great, but it's really what you do with it. I mean, you can like and like all day long, but take that like into a comment take that like into a DM. DM and make sure you have each other's numbers. Hey, I love this happy hour. Can we go sometime? Yeah, that would be great. So just reigniting that spark with a friendship or any you know any type of relationship can be really important and very beneficial to your mental health letting people know that just being thought of is really special um 
So I love all of those. I love all those tips that you have for, for staying connected. And I feel like you're definitely the person to talk to about that. I feel like you always make people feel like they're thought of and included in whatever activities that we do. Oh, well, thank Uh, you. Of course. Yeah. So now that we have chatted about bringing quality people into the Mm -hmm. fold and trying to keep those quality people into the fold, new and old, and maybe excluding some toxic relationships. We want to know how you guys are maintaining connections in these times. Um, So go ahead and hit us up on Instagram at ontheagendapod to let us know. Um, There you'll be able to see the result of our upcoming activities and how we prep for them. Oh yeah, we've got a really fun, small fall festival this weekend so you'll definitely see some content going on there exactly i'm so excited um so we hope you enjoyed our third ever episode uh be sure to like and subscribe to get notified of our next episode and feel free to drop us a message to let us know what's What's on on your your agenda. agenda